Hi, I'm Sanira, and I'm a mom of two, a daughter of an immigrant and an unlikely entrepreneur who went from scaling an idea to a nine-figure business. Along the way, I learned that less than 2% of female founders ever hit a million in revenue, and I'm on a mission to change that because we should all feel empowered enough to run our lives like we're the CEO. Since I never went to CEO school, I've had to learn it all the hard way. Now, I'm sharing it all with you so that you can join us as we discuss the mindset, money, and marketing secrets of the women who have bet big on unconventional paths to their version of success. Grab a seat because class is officially in session. Welcome to CEO School. Hello, lovelies. Welcome to CEO School today. I am your host, Sanira Madani, and I have a special treat for you today. Today's Wednesday episode, I am going to be hijacking. Yes, hijacking today's business buzz because I have a special treat for you. So I just finished coming off of an incredible live workshop for the CEO School Experience. The CEO School Experience is a four-day live event that I'm hosting on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of this week, and we decided to turn it into a podcast episode. The chat was so fire. People enjoyed these lessons so much. And the lessons are about going from entrepreneur to CEO, which is all of the most amazing things we talk about on the show. And so we felt like, why not take all of this great knowledge? If you didn't get an opportunity to catch the workshops live, you will get to listen to an incredible replay of the experience. On day one, which is today, we're going to be talking about the CEO habits and the top 10 lessons I have learned going from entrepreneur to CEO. So that is what we're going to be covering today on Wednesday. And then day two, we're going to be doing scalability. One of my favorite topics is 10X scalability and how we can take your business and transform it to the next level. What got you from zero to five figures is not what's gonna get you from five to six, definitely not what's gonna get you from six to seven and beyond. So we're gonna be talking about product and pricing and scalability on day two, which is going to launch for you on the podcast on Thursday. And then Friday, which is going to be our third day for the podcast, is gonna be live coaching. You can come back and catch these live, so come check out the show notes from today's episode and come join us live. But over the next four days, I'm going to take the experience and bring it to you. On day three of the experience, we're going to be doing live coaching, live questions from all of your burning questions. If you have questions on how to scale your business and go from entrepreneur to CEO, systems on people, profit, process, whatever comes your mind, submit them. Go to the show notes, we have all the links, and I will be answering your questions live on day three for an open coaching session you do not want to miss. And finally, on day four is the road to 2%, which is where I want all of you to be. Whatever success looks like on your terms, right? Whether that is to have a six-figure business, whether it is to launch your first product, whether it is to have a multi-seven-figure business and have a dream team, to have the business work for you and not you work for the business. If you are tired of wearing every single hat as a CEO and as an entrepreneur, but you want to level up, you want to have the processes, the people, and the profits around you for scale. Day four, which is going to air on Saturday, it's going to be live on Thursday. I know the dates are kind of confusing. It's, we're literally doing the experience and then bringing it to you the next day. So come join us on audio over the next four days on the podcast, and you can still join us live. And 
these episodes are going to be super fire. I'm going to share with you live what's happening. You can also come into the show notes to catch the replays, get the decks, get the links. We are sharing our playbooks. I have a downloadable workbook. I'm assigning homework to the live audiences. We have six thousand people registered for this experience. And I don't even know how I missed it. I mean, this is what being a a crazy busy entrepreneur looks like. I'm like, why didn't I come back to the show to give them this amazing, amazing experience for all of you? You guys have been our loyal listeners all along. We want nothing from this. I just want you to enjoy the next four days. And if you do drop us a review, let us know how it was. Screenshot these episodes on social because that is how I know that you are listening. Tell me what you've learned, what your biggest lessons and takeaways are, and we will get back to regular programming on Monday with another incredible episode of CEO School The Show with another incredible, incredible founder. So enjoy these next few recordings and us hijacking the podcast. I promise you it's going to be so fun and such an enjoyable next few episodes. Let me know what you think. Hi, I'm Sanera Madani, and I'm a mom of two, a daughter of an immigrant and an unlikely entrepreneur who went from scaling an idea to a billion dollar business. Yes, a billion dollar business. Since I never went to CEO school, I've had to learn it all the hard way, but you shouldn't have to, because we believe that you deserve to have it all. And honestly, nothing bad happens when women make more money. Grab a seat because class is officially in session. I'm late to my next meeting. Sal's gonna fucking kill me. That one always gets me laughing so hard. For those that don't know, Sal is my co-founder at Stacks. He's also my sibling, so he's my brother. And so we have this ridiculous banter that takes place all day long. And it's always like two sides to like the same, like we end up getting to the same point and we have like the exact same thinking, but we get there just in two opposite ways. And so there's just a lot of fun brother, sister bickering. I've been working with him since the first year that I launched Stacks. He came on board as a co-founder shortly after. Yesterday, we were talking about that uh, article. So that article, the Fast Company article, is when he had to come help me really just take it to the next level. And so that's really when Sal had come in uh, into the business. He was helping me uh, behind the scenes in the business, but he left his job at that that moment, November in 2014, to come join me full-time, which was so crazy because my brother had all of this like amazing experience. His like career trajectory was so incredible in San Francisco and he was just doing amazing things. And I was just like, I can't believe that like he's coming on board to join me. And so it was really, that that's that, but he's my brother. And so Sal, if you hear me, talk about him on my feed or you hear me talk about um, Sal and things like this. He's always, um, I don't want to say what's the right, what's the right word? Annoyed is not the right word, but I'm always running just about two minutes behind to everything. He'll disagree and he'll say it's about 10 minutes behind to everything, but I will literally walk in like right at the nick of time. Uh, And so he's always like, stop being late. And I'm not late. I'm on time. I'm just not like five minutes early for everything. So That's where that comes from. So it makes me laugh a lot. Anyway, welcome everyone to CEO School Experience Day 3. I cannot believe we've had such a wonderful week together. My voice is definitely very tired today. I've had lots of media this week as well, lots of speaking, and then all my energy for you. So I'm going to be sipping on some nice herbal tea during this session, but I cannot wait to bring it today. And today is going to be such 
a wonderful, unique experience today because we are going to be doing live hot seats. And live hot seats are something that I absolutely love, love, love to do because we're gonna dig deep into three women's business. But what I can assure you is that when you hear their business, you will relate. And so our team has hand-selected three women across different industries, industries, uh, industries, different revenues, different challenges, but I am not familiar. So they have literally left me in the dark. I just got introduced to the women right before we hopped on live. And that's the beauty of a hot seat is I'm gonna do it in real time to solve challenges for them, but you are going to gain so much from that um, because you're gonna relate to every single piece of the journey. And that's really what CEO school is all about, right? I didn't go to CEO school, but all of these experiences that I have had, all of these experiences that these women have had, all of the experiences for all the hundreds of women women I've, I've mentored in my life, it's all the same stuff. It really is all the same stuff. It doesn't matter your business. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter your background. We all face the same challenges in business. And so it's going to be such a great learning opportunity. And I will get started. And what we've also done today is this is, you guys have submitted the most unbelievable questions. I've got literally so many dozens of questions um, really in real time about hiring, scaling, business struggles, vision, uh, coaching, like literally all of these questions, so many questions about my routine, by the way. So I'll be sharing some of those as well, but really scaling to the next level. And so we've, uh, we have a list of questions that we're going to be running through so that you guys can get real time coaching. And this is kind of the experience, what we do inside of our club and inside of the boardroom where we get to do these live experiences and do that every single month. And so this is pr probably like one of my favorite things ever to do. Like every time I leave a live coaching, I feel just so energized. So I'm so excited that you are here. Thank you for being here. If you've been here for all three days, let me know in the chat. I wanna say hi. I wanna to get to know each and every single one of you for putting in the work, for doing in the work. And for those that are also tuning in on audio, tuning in on YouTube, tuning in on Facebook, tuning in in other capacities outside of the live stream or catching a replay, I am also so proud of you. Be sure to take credit for showing up. That is half the battle, right? It's literally half the battle is showing up. I forgot to mention, and yes, my, sh my shirt says girls can do anything because yes, we absolutely fucking can. We can do absolutely anything. And I actually just got off of a, a panel um, off right, right before this uh, with some really major CEOs talking about uh, gender parity and uh, uh, gender pay parity. And the topic was, it was great, but it was also so ridiculous in a sense that it's 2022. And when you're asking me about what we should be doing about gender, uh, gender pay gap, like just fucking pay people the same. Like we should not be having this conversation that women are making 88 cents on the dollar, right? Like when you look at your PL, when you look at your business statements and you have team members, just to make sure there, there should not be a difference in statements for a woman or a man or any gender that that they are, right? It should not matter. And so I was having a little bit of a panel battle, which I tend to do. Um, and I will probably not be invited again because that's also what happens when I show up on panels uh, because I will say truly how it, what I feel. And so anyway, what I was talking about is take credit 
for showing up and girls can absolutely do anything. And I'm so proud of you for showing up. I'm so, so proud of you. And yesterday I was talking about, I didn't get to give you the example on, I said I was gonna give you a nutrition example. And so I wanted to make sure I started here with that because the nutrition example, so just like business is, it's a journey, right? Just like your health is a journey, your mental health, your wellness, your nutrition. How many of us, let me know in in the chat, how many of us want to be healthy? All of us. How many of us wanna be successful? All of us. How many want to get to the next level in their business or in their career? All of us, most all of us, right? There are people that are that are in their world and they're they're happy in their world and that's awesome too. But most of us here, all of us here want to level up and health is a perfect example of that. But here's the difference, right? This is what people expect in business, but what they understand about health. So help me bridge this. When you know that you want to get healthy, you have to put in the work. You gotta go to the gym, right? And it's not just the gym. You gotta, you gotta maybe get a personal trainer, right? To take you to the next level. You've got to make sure your diet is also, your nutrition is there. You have to take care of your mind. You have to do all of these things to have a balance. You have to go to the doctor. You have to get checkups and tune-ups and all of these things. But we expect, we're like, yeah, that's the work that it takes to be a healthy person. In business, right? And you don't show up one time, right? So it's not like you do one session at the gym and you expect results. Or you do, you know, three sessions at the gym or three months of sessions of whatever and then you're like, okay, I'm healthy for life, right? It's a journey, right? It's about, you have to continually show up. That is business. And what I have found entrepreneurs do is that they fail, they give up, right? Because it's too hard or because they have a blocker or because they've shown up and they're like, I'm not seeing the results. It takes time. Every business is different. Everybody is different. And you've got to do all of the things, right? It's not just one thing that you do. And so part of this whole experience, all of you showing up today, you are putting in the work. You're putting in your tokens in your health bucket. You're putting in your tokens in your business bucket, right? And once you kind of like grasp that concept that, wow, I can treat my business like I do my health, right? It's not just, it's not one time. It's not overnight. It's not just showing up, right? That I have to put in the tokens. You gotta do the work. And there is no magic wand. Even after this, even after I share all my playbooks, you can have all of our stuff, but what you do with it is going to be up to you, right? I can give you the resources, but you've got to put in the work, right? I can be your coach. I can be your personal trainer. I can give you the nutrition guide, right? I can create the most amazing gym. I can create the most healthy checkups and tune-ups and make sure I point you in the right direction to the right doctors and PR specialists and blank, blank, and blank. But who's got to show up? You do. Who's got to be in the right mentality to do the work? You do. And it doesn't have to be hard. No one's saying that you have to. And you know what's crazy also? How many of us start a diet and exercise? Okay, I'm going to keep going with this example. Okay, sorry, uh, CEO school team. I promise I will get back to the hot seats. This is really important here. <laughs> Laura's like, okay, Sanira, here we go. How many of us start something and then we're like so committed into it? Like the first three days of your nutrition plan, you kill it. Okay. You're showing up at the gym, you're drinking your water, you're doing all of the you're doing all the things. And then what happens? It's hard and then you fall off. But you know what also happens? You're doing too much. You're trying to do everything. And I want to take that back to business here. Right? We expect everything to change overnight. 
all the things that I'm sharing with you about scaling, these are milestones that you're gonna hit. Enjoy your successes along the way. Celebrate those successes along the way. Celebrate the team along the way, right? And and continue on that growth projector. You're not gonna go from here to here overnight. It is a journey. And I promise you, once you accept that it's a journey, you're willing to put in the work, you're gonna have a few cheat days, you're allowed to rest, you're giving yourself grace, you still can, you show up still, right? You don't give up on day three. And then you're starting the next diet again, or the next course, or the next program, or the next membership, or the next whatever, or the next podcast. Be here because you're committed to the journey. That's what I want from CEO School. That is what I want from all of you. I am not a one-stop shop that's going to be like this and then I wanna say peace out. If that's for you, please leave. This is not the room for you. If you are here committed to the journey, if you wanna have a great time being a CEO, if you wanna have a balanced life and an amazing business and success on your own terms, not someone else's, this is the room for you. And I'm so excited to share the floor with you today. And that's it. That was my health and wellness spiel that I wanted to give Laura that I didn't get a chance to do, but I love it because I think a lot of the women here in the chat are saying they feel called out. It's so important. You're absolutely right. And I want you to just have that hat on. That's the CEO hat on. CEOs can't give up. They're not allowed to give up, right? As a CEO, I can't give up. I have the responsibility of all of my team of my investors, of my promises, of my vision, of all of the stuff. I can't give up, I'm not allowed to give up. I'm allowed to rest, I'm allowed to reset, I'm allowed to do things on my terms, right? But we don't just give up. So this isn't a, just another another place to be. So very, very excited. All right, who's, who's ready for this energy? Who's ready for this? All right, share slides, let me know when it's up. Laura, give me the thumbs up. And to those listening on audio today on the CEO School Podcast, hi, I love you too. I'm so glad you're joining us on audio. We decided to make sure that our listeners also got an opportunity to absorb all this content. So I'm so excited that you are listening wherever you are watching, wherever you are on your phone, on your desktop, live in person with us on YouTube, on Facebook, on the podcast. There's so much love. I hope you feel our energy. If you do, please ensure you are uh, saying hi to us on social media, letting us know what you love, screenshot us, tag us. Our, our team is loving the energy and we're so excited for tomorrow as well. So the CEO School experience has been nothing short of shy. You know you're in the right place already. So I'm gonna skip, I'm gonna skip this slide because I think I just said you are in the right place. If you are an entrepreneur, if you are ready to scale, if you want more, but more of the right things and taking your business to the next level, this is the place for you. And we've already done CEO habits on day one. We talked about habits, we talked about the top 10 lessons. Yesterday we focused on scalability. We talked about 10X scalability and how you can prepare your business for 10X scalability, right? Particularly through product and specifically through price. Today is all about all of your questions and live coaching. So you can see some of this in action, in work with real women and real businesses, with real CEOs. And tomorrow I'm gonna to be taking you on your roadmap to the 2%, your roadmap for the next level in your business to hit that seven figure milestone, that six figure milestone, whatever that milestone is. But we are going to create a full roadmap 
tomorrow so that you can leave with everything that you need and to go execute and to have the business of your dreams. So let's do this. How to get the most, I wanna remind everybody again, right? So how to get the most out of this experience, treat this, treat today with this next 45 minutes that we have, just stay focused. I want you to remove all distractions. I wanna put you put your phone on silent. I want you to clear your desk. I want you to just relax. And I want everybody to take a beautiful deep breath in and out, right? Let's enjoy this. My energy today is calm and collected and I want yours to be as well. We are going to unblock so many blockers and I need your mind to be ready. I wanna remind all of you that we've got an amazing scholarship that we wanna give away um, at the end of the workshop tomorrow. And so give the, the details are going to be given by Laura at the end of the workshop, but you, you just have to apply. Tell us about your business. Everything is at theceoschool.co slash links. You can find all of our resources. We've shared unbelievable resources with you, a 20 page plus workbook. We've shared our pro formas and financial planning worksheets yesterday. I cannot wait to see what you guys thought of it, if you guys completed it. And the links to the scholarship are there. Please do apply. And it does include the CEO school course. We will get you a year inside of the club. You will also get a live ticket to the VIP version of our live event, which is going to be in September. Carl, give me the dates again for September. Third week of September. I will get back to you on this when our, when our live event is, but it's going to be held in Orlando, Florida. September 16th through the 18th, save the dates. We are going to have an incredible experience live, our first ever summit. We have just selected a venue and we're finalizing it. So I'm so excited. We're going to have a VIP component to it. We can ha we have to cap it at, I think, 200 seats physically um, for space limitations, COVID, as well as for the hotel. And so we are literally signing our contracts. And so book, if you're interested in that, everything will be at the links. But the scholarship, you will get a VIP ticket. And then, of course, a one-on-one -on -one session with me. So Valuable, valuable, valuable here. Over $7,500 plus in value. And uh, please do apply. TheCEOschool.co slash win. All right. So let's get started. And let's bring on our first hot seat participant. I'm going to welcome Jesse Hubner. Am I saying that right? Hubner? Jesse Hubner to our hot seat today. And Jessie has a business called Restored Purpose Counseling. She founded RPC in 2019, and she was the only person at the practice. And in 2020, she brought, she brought on her first therapist, and in 2021, she grew it to eight clinicians. Wow, that's incredible growth. So by herself, she's now built eight clinicians. And in 2022, she brought on her ninth clinician. Wow, so she's been growing, adding in client, adding in, um, clinicians, which means that she's growing in clients as well. She hit 256,000 in gross revenue for 2021. Oh my God, just shy in two years of business, scaling it to 250,000. We are cheering her on. Everybody cheer on Jesse. And Jesse's big goal for 2022 is to hit 500,000 in revenue and create additional revenue outside of her one-on-one -on -one services. Jesse, are you ready? Laura, can we bring Jesse on the screen? Hello. Jesse, welcome. Everybody, let's cheer for Jesse. Big goals over here. Jesse, yes. 
introduce yourself. I know I gave the backgrounds the first time I was reading it, by the way. And uh, I want you to share a little bit about your story, a little bit about your business, and then kind of those blockers that, you know, how to get to that next level. So the floor is yours. Okay. Yeah. So Restore Purpose Counseling is a primary eating disorder and trauma treatment. Um, We are all females and we work with anybody of all ages and, uh, the biggest thing is we're located in Winter Park. That would be our hub. And then we also have Jacksonville location too. And then some of the other things about myself. Like I'm Winter Park, in- Orlando? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have Orlando in the house. Yes, I was excited when I heard that you were there. So um, cool. And then uh, let's see. So I'm a licensed mental health counselor and I am also a certified eating disorder specialist supervisor. So that is a extra uh, supervision that I provide for individuals seeking the advanced training to get that credentialing. And then um, some of the things about us is just we provide space and we just really are individualized. And I brought on a variety of, uh, of clinicians. So it's not just like everybody looks the same. Everybody comes from a different background. I have several clinicians that are LBGT community and lived experience and that attracts and works with clients of that population. And then I have other ones that maybe identify more in um, Latino community. So it does help to have a diverse community amongst our clinicians. And that's my goal is to help everybody feel like they have a space and that it's safe. So um, that's us. You can find us on um, myrestoredpurpose.com. On Instagram, it's their main platform would be at Restored Purpose. And then um, we are anywhere in Florida, virtual or telehealth. And I'm licensed in New Jersey as well. So that's that. So my biggest thing is, uh, how the heck do I get to 500k? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's a revenue target. One, I want to say, incredible job on scaling your practice, and what a beautiful impact that you're making. This is what I love about supporting women in business: is women in business, we're all making amazing impact, right? It's amazing, amazing impact. But something I also want you to know is, it's okay to want to make revenue. Sometimes we feel so afraid of saying our financial goals out loud because. We're afraid of like, oh, is that, because you're doing something so special, you're making such an impact. You're not doing it just for the revenue, but it's okay. I want to give all of you permission to also seek that financial freedom. Again, nothing bad happens when women make more money, right? You're gonna make more of an impact. You're gonna go hire more clinicians and you're gonna go support more incredible, uh, you know, women that have these eating disorders and that have these issues that you're going to help solve. So. You know, I want to first say it's amazing that you've you've done you've you've done it. Give yourself credit, okay? And lastly, I'm so proud of you for having a, like a big financial goal. So you want to double revenue next year, okay? Mm-hmm. How are you going to double revenue? And it sounds like um, I'm going to ask you a question. It sounds like you're doing a lot of one-on-one, is what I read on the last slide. That you're doing a lot of one-on-one. All of your um, clinicians are also doing one-on-one. Yeah. So. Um... And a side note, I also birthed a child during this time too. I have a 10-month-old son. So uh, just to throw that in there. And uh, yeah, so group therapy is something I've thought about, but until like recently in person is more of what people are wanting. Like I'm getting a lot of like, people are tired of doing group therapy virtually. So we did try to do that and like nobody signed up. So I don't know if I didn't market it well, or if it just is a theme in the mental health that people just really want to be in person with you. So that's the only other avenue besides one-on-one individual therapy that 
my whole team provides. And then I do uh, like supervisions that are a little bit higher cost, but I'm really wanting to try to find like a higher ticket cost that's less time for me. Okay, I love it. Okay, so here's what's going through my mind. So one, you've already done it. And I always say, if you've, if you've done it once, you could do it again. And if you do it again, you could do it better. Okay, so you've scaled from zero to nine clinicians, right? Take a look back and say, you know, can you, are there more like advanced clinicians that you have now that can have higher rates or that are very specialized in particular practices? So I don't know much about particularly, and I don't wanna give you advice, so just disclaimer, this is, uh, I wanna disclaim here, I'm not giving uh, this, this advice, please take all the business advice uh, from a business lens, not from a legal and health medical lens. So just for anyone, just for that disclaimer. So I don't know much about how the clinicians work, but I would view it almost like your, pro, your like these are your coaches, right? So you have your coaches and they're gonna bring in clients. So you've already scaled it to nine. So one way to do the revenue is for you to add in more clinicians. So you've done it already. You can continue to do that. There is nothing wrong in doing that. They bring their own book of business. I love the way you're thinking about it from a diversity standpoint so that they can bring in different um, we call it ICA, so their ideal customer avatar that relates to that person. We talk a lot about that in the marketing module in the course. So they each have their own ICA, so I love that. And then you can optimize it, right? So you can optimize to say, can we charge for higher, just like salons, right? They have like master stylists, okay? So do you have master clinicians that specialize in certain things? So I think that there's optimization and also in your pricing, there's optimization in your revenue structure with the clients. And I probably think there's probably upsell opportunities for your clients. So look, take a look at your lifetime value of those clients. When they're coming in in person, what is your average ticket? And can you, are there other things that these clients need? Can they purchase longevity bundles? Or So take a look at some of the pricing and product pieces for your current clinic practice. So I'm gonna start there on that but we're gonna take it way next level because that's what's already working, right? That's what scale comes from, that's optimization. But I wanna challenge you to really think about how you're reaching your audience because I do believe that when you're offering one-on-one, everyone, most everyone's gonna wanna take that private time from you, but private time costs more, right? But there's mm -hmm. probably a lot of people that you're not reaching that also want your services, right? Maybe that they can't get to you. Maybe they can't afford that pricing. Maybe they just want convenience. I do believe in a digital structure, right? We This is 2022, so, and I'm gonna be a little bit hard on you here, okay? You can't tell me that the digital model is not working, because that's bullshit, okay? So yeah. we're doing something wrong here, because in 2022, there are there is a way, and I love the hybrid, because I do believe that there, the hybrid model, amazing if you can nail it. So I'm gonna challenge you further to think about your digital offer, okay? And I think that, you know, there's other ways to diversify your income stream. I want you to try to get yourself out of the one-on-ones. What's happening for you mm -hmm. right now is your schedule is probably, and I'm, I don't know, I don't know anything about you, but this is what I'm gonna assume. You are taking on more clients and you're trading your time for your dollars. You can't actually work on your business right now because you are, you have clients, you are operating the business, you are the CFO, the CEO, the CMO, the marketing, the ops, the you're doing all of the things, you physically have locations, and so you have no time right now and you have a 10 month old. So you spent zero time on working on the business. First and foremost, your first homework assignment is to optimize your schedules for your nine clinicians, okay? And then what I want you to do is I want you to take yourself out of your one-on-ones, okay? And I'm sure there are clients that are not gonna be happy, 
okay? So figure out what is that, how you're gonna shrink it. I'm not saying to like pull the rug on your clients. I am a huge proponent of customer experience. So find a way to transition. You have to get yourself out of one-on-one. And I'm not saying completely get yourself because you started this practice probably because you love your job. So if that's Mm -hmm. your zone of genius, make sure that you give yourself space to do that, right? And so get yourself out of the one-on-one. Secondly, your time, I want you to spend on figuring out you have the secret sauce. People are coming to you right now for a very specific therapy. You could probably create a digital course offering for that. You could probably do live workshops for that. You could probably, and you have to become the reason why people didn't sign up for your digital offering is because you probably, from a social perspective or how your marketing perspective is, you haven't claimed authority for the digital world to give that, to, to give you that, that level of time. So what I want you to do is I want you to be thinking about a product offering because that is the way that you can scale yourself out, right? So you can scale yourself out by getting more clinicians, having more practices, which is perfectly okay. And, or you can also add in digital offerings and maybe those are, maybe they're not even for the digital audience that you maybe you haven't cultivated. So I highly recommend you starting your social channels, making sure we're positioning you up as the, um, as the expert in the room, right? As the, the expert in your field, make sure you're attracting your ideal ICA. So your ideal client that, and all of your content should be specialized on nutrition and like whatever, like whatever the things are that you specialize in, make sure that that's what, that's who you're talking to. Don't just talk about generic mental health. Talk about the mental health that that person's wanting. And um, so start there on the social. And I think that you can take the the learnings that you have and scale that. So you, and Mm -hmm. then from that scale, you can even offer it to your current clients. So maybe it's not the net new clients you're attracting, but maybe they add on some of these modules. They could do this on their own time. So there's definitely ways on a digital model to do this. And I will tell you, you know why I know this? Because one of my best friends is a mental health therapist, Tiffany Rowe. Okay, she yeah. was on my summit last week. She has she has one of the massive like Utah uh, cl- uh, clinics mm-hmm. all over Utah. So she has physical practices. Okay, she has she scaled through and she's still scaling her counseling practices. Okay, she still does one on ones because she loves it. She doesn't do many one on ones, but she has to keep herself as a licensed therapist too, right? And she wants to keep mm-hmm. herself in her game. But she's she's transitioned to mostly being on, she's a content creator. And you don't have to be the face of it. So I don't want to scare you if you're like, that's just not for me. Tiffany is a very magical, beautiful human, and she's done an amazing job on social media. You could do that too, mm-hmm. okay? You don't have to do that exactly. But I do think that building some authority in, in, in your leadership or your counseling leadership, maybe the faces of your clinicians, right, as part of the mm-hmm. practice, then can drive into a digital audience as well. That is how you scale yourself out of the business and get from 250,000 to 500,000. So add in a few more clinicians, optimize your pricing, get yourself out of one-on-one, and let's add another revenue stream. No, that's, I mean, like you must have read my mind because my question was, I'm stuck in freaking working in the business and I can't get out of it to work on the business. So like you totally just read my mind. Amazing, Jesse. And this, this Jesse, this goes for all everyone listening. This is why I love the hot seats. How many of us relate to what Jesse is going through right now? This is where the chat is super important. It's exactly what we needed, Maria. Right? 
Amazing. Now on to, I hope you, Jesse, thank you so much for being our first hot seat participant. I know that wasn't easy, you know, and I want you to take it all as feed forward. Okay. And I don't want you to leave here feeling like I could be doing more. I should be doing more. I should have done this. I failed at that. Not at all. You have done such incredible things. You even thinking about that is so incredible. You have a business that you've crossed in the six figures. You are supporting nine clinicians and you are making such an impact. That is what I want you to write in your journal every single day because that's the energy that we need. And when you have that confidence going into the next piece, that's how we level up. So Jesse, thank you for sharing um, and giving us all of this data. We, we did ask our hot seat participants if it was okay that they shared their revenue metrics. These things are very personal, very vulnerable for people to come on board. We're so grateful for you being an example for us today. I hope, uh, I can't wait to see you take your business to 500,000 next year. Let's do it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you. How fun was that? That was amazing. So fun. Nothing bad happens when women make more money. That's it, period, done, end of discussion. End of discussion. All right, let's bring on hot seat number two. Who do we got, Laura? It's like a game show. Giselle Jimenez. Giselle Jimenez. Thank you, Carolina. I love it. No, names are very important. Giselle Jimenez. Giselle, thank you so much for being on. I'm going to read a little bit about your bio. It's my first time reading this. Um, Giselle has an English-speaking school. Giselle started an English-speaking school while studying. She says it's been a crazy journey in her first year, and she now has six teachers. Way to go! Look at all of you women hiring! Her goal for this year is to actually create and, and execute on her business plan. She lost someone she loves. I'm so sorry. And although business is going well and she's excited, she's really struggling with burnout and has a tough time. Question for Sanira. How do you keep working and showing up when you're going through tough times personally. Oh, Giselle, hi Giselle. Hey. How are you? Where are you, where are you from? Tell us a little bit about your, yourself, your background, your business, your revenue, and then a little bit about what took place for you. Um, I'm from Mexico, San Luis Potosí, Mexico. And um, well, I was born here and then I moved to the States when I was six with my mom and I lived in the States. Um, for three years and then I came back to Mexico and then I went back for a year and then I came back to Mexico and that's how I learned English. And then um, I just, I, I mean, I know English is just so important in Mexico because um, the situation is just really hard here for people to just like have um, good jobs and everything. And, um, and I saw how people struggle so much and I just, um, I don't know, I just thought like I was an English teacher while I was studying. And then I decided like, I want to open my own school. Um, I want to work on my project, like teach what I want to teach. Um, because I was like, I think I have a great project in mind. And yeah, so like, um, I know what uh, Mexicans struggle with, like, and the opportunities that knowing English. Yeah, like knowing English is just a big thing here in Mexico because it opens so many doors and, um, but it's been crazy. Yeah. That's incredible, Giselle. I mean, I, I can firsthand relate being, I was a daughter of an immigrant. And so I know the struggles firsthand. I was born in Chicago, but I lived, I moved to Karachi. I moved back to the States, very different worlds. Um, and I, I don't, you know, I, I just want to first tell you how inspiring 
your story is. Like it's so inspiring if you read all the women and what they're what they're commenting right now is we all feel your emotions, we all feel the impact that you want to have, the purpose that you want to have and just what you're doing and and you're right, what you're doing is making an impact and creating jobs and and you know, creating life in English is so important and you're taking your what your passions are and helping people and actually just really accomplishing it at such a young age. I feel so inspired by you and we cannot wait to help you grow your business. It's already such an accomplishment, Giselle, that you have six teachers Are you and you're living in Mexico right now. Can you share a little bit about your, uh, you know, your revenues right now? And, you know, is, you know, the, it's, you're saying that the blockers are not in business. It's more the personal struggles that are taking place, correct? Um, well, no, I think both because I have struggled so much because I, um, I didn't know anything about like running a business. I went to school for uh, becoming an engineer. So I was like kind of lost. And it's really, really hard to um, just learn, you know, like <laughs> from zero. But um, and then also like with personal problems. So it's like a lot of things. Yeah, I could feel your I could feel and go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, I could definitely feel you. And it is hard. And you went to engineering school. That's hard stuff. You've done hard things before. And I want to tell you that I didn't go to business school either. Okay. None, many of these women did not go to business school, right? There's no such thing like CEO school. This is why we're here today. So Giselle, yes. you know, you said that you had some loss and you're, you're struggling with the mindset of showing up in, in burnout. What's the big, what's the big thing that I can unblock for you? Right? What can I unblock for you today? What's going on with you? Ask me a question. I'm gonna help you solve that question. Um, it's okay to get emotional. Like, it's okay. You're allowed. Yeah. You're allowed. Um. Oh my God. Uh, it's just that um, Ellis person I love very much, and it's been super hard. Like, I was like, how do I show up to work? How do I like keep working with? Cause like, I also have like teachers working and I'm like, I need to show up for them. I can't stop working. I don't know. It's just really hard, but, um, oh my God. <laughs> it's okay. We're all sending you. We're all here with you. You have a community that loves you and supports you and we're going to support you. Thank you. It is hard. Um, I mean, I have, you know, we've all gone through really hard times in our personal lives. And when personal life, when hardships take place in, in personal lives, it does affect business. Something I say very often is that business is personal. I was told all the time that I take things too personally. I'm, I take things like in, you know, for work, you know, too personal. Business is personal. I put my heart and soul into it. I want to make sure that it's successful. I want to make sure I love my business. I always say I love my business. Like it's my first child. I had this before I had my first baby, you know? So to me, it is important. I love it like a thing. Like I love it like a human. It has life in and of itself. And I know a lot of women because we come, we're so, we're naturally empathetic creatures. We naturally have emotions yeah. and it's okay, right? The world of this, like the, this man's world that we live in and the expectation of us not needing to be emotional or not needing to take care of our health or not needing to take care of our family or things going on personally and just like showing up and putting on like this fake armor, that's bullshit, right? It's not real. That's not how real business is done. We're all real humans. And the human part of business comes first, okay? And so I'm so sorry that you had this big loss in your life. I lost my dad in 2020. 
It was probably one of the hardest times of my life. My father was somebody, he was my inspiration in starting a business. You know, as a child of immigrants, I don't know if others can relate to this, but you just want to make your parents so proud. Like all of their sacrifices, all of the things that you saw them go through and their families go through, like all you want to do is like make these, the people that you love the most so proud. And so when I was building and scaling my company, I would literally come home every day, pick up my kids from my parents' house. And my dad would always like lure me into the house. Like he'd be like, oh, just five minutes. And then I would end up having dinner every night with my parents. Like it was always like, you know, and it's like, it's their way. Like it was their way of, and you know, and he knew that he would, he would just ask me questions and he would just ask me how my day was and what happened. And he knew nothing about fintech. Nothing about, you know, but he knew so much about real life and so much about business and the human side of business. And he was my therapist every day. All the hard stuff that I had, I would tell him and he'd be like, well, have you thought, he would just ask me the right questions. And so when his loss came in my life in 2020, there was a pandemic and then my dad passed away in May and it was literally my world shut down. He died of a heart attack. It was like completely sudden. I was with him the night before. He was 57 years old. And then like our entire world changed overnight and it was already changing because of COVID. And um, I had to think about my team. So like I had to think about 300, like I probably had about 200, 200 people during COVID at that time that were working and I had to take everybody remote. Our business was literally declining every single day because we were in the payments business, volume. Nobody was doing transactions. Businesses were literally shut down. We saw a tank in, in, in payment volume at whatever the levels are, literally crashed down to 10%, Giselle, right? So thinking about the people, the revenue, my investors, and then I'm going through this crazy hard time, and it was just difficult. And the advice that I have for you is to give yourself some grace, right? Take care of yourself first, because you can't pour from an empty cup. We all know this. If you are going to be completely, you know, you ha- and you ha- and this is a hard time in your life. S- surround yourself with support. Surround yourself with loved ones. Even if you think you don't need it, you need it. We all need community. We all need support. And you know who's going to support you in your business? Your team. Guess who supported me the most during that difficult time while I was going through my difficult time, right? And my co-founder is my brother. Okay? So, we were both going through that. My team supported us, right? My team was stepping up. Everybody steps up when they need to do that, and that's the power of community. So don't hold it all in, okay? Be vulnerable. Share what you're going through. The business world has literally taught us to not share our emotions. I'm gonna tell you to do the complete opposite of that. Go to your team. Tell them how you feel. Ask them for help to keep it going right? And you're going to be there and they're going to be your strength. Come to this community. All of us, like, tell us where we can find you on Instagram. We will be your community right now. We will send you messages every day to tell you how amazing you're doing. Surround yourself with people that you absolutely love and ask for help, okay? And take care of yourself. Take care of yourself and take the time that you need. Grieving is a process. It's a very hard process. Everyone goes through a different journey in their own way. Make sure you're seeking the right help for your grieving and take care of yourself. And there's going to be a day that you do feel better. That day came for me, it did. And now I can talk about my dad in the best way without feeling so emotional and carrying that heavy weight. It took me a while to get there, but you get there, right? And it's through through the support and giving yourself grace. And so we're gonna hug you and we're gonna hold you tight. 
And for, for other women out here that are also thinking about how this applies to you, we all go through stuff in life, right? And it's okay to take the time out. It's okay to say, I'm gonna take care of this so that I can come back to this. The worst thing you can do is try to do everything and guess what's gonna happen? You're doing nothing right, right? So be vulnerable, lean into your empathy, lean into your leadership, lean into asking for help. You'd be surprised on how many people wanna show up. Um, yeah, I think I, yeah, I, I, um, I talked with the teachers and I told them what was going on because I didn't tell them, like, I was just like, <laughs> I didn't want to talk about it. And then when I talked to them, they were very, very nice. They were just like, but I only work with women because, um, especially in Mexico, it's really hard to work with men. And especially if you're um, like a, a woman leading the team. <laughs> so yeah, I think working with women for me is just great. It's just like, they're so nice. I mean, I feel like they're like such great human beings. Um, and yeah, I don't know. And in Mexico, it's really, really hard to be a woman and to be a leader. And oh my God, like, I don't even know. Um, well, I mean, I think um, a lot of countries struggle with the same thing. Um, and yeah. I love it. I think what you're doing is incredible. Lean into your power. You've already defied all the odds, right? You are a woman leader in Mexico. So it is hard, yeah. but you've done it. You do hard things every single day. You did hard things and you're gonna continue to do hard things. And you're gonna continue to show up because you have a greater why. You know your purpose, you know your why. Lean into that and lean into community. Thank you, Giselle, for sharing your story and for being here. I feel so inspired by you today. And I know all the women are here to support you. Where can we find you? Um, well, the school's name is Speech Quest um, on Facebook and Instagram. And, um, but yeah. <laughs> we'll make sure we get all so, the information like, and share it afterwards. We always do our recap. So we'll make sure that the team and everyone around us knows where to find you. Thank you, Giselle. We appreciate you. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that was, that was, that was heavy. That was heavy, but amazing reminder that we all, we, we're allowed to, we're allowed to take space. We're allowed to take care of ourselves. Going into the next and final hot seat is Jessica Paisley. Jessica, when you come on, you're going to tell me how to say your middle name because I do not want to butcher it. I'm going to assume the P is silent, Jessica, full Paisley, but I want you to tell me how to say that. Jessica has a magazine called Amidst Magazine, a creative perfectionist living in the Midwest on a mission to expand the definition of the Midwest experience. She is founder of Amidst, a regional print and digital magazine, an online community focused on highlighting creatives and where the Midwest meets art, beauty, culture, design, fashion, film, photography, music, all, and all things creative. Jessica wants to scale two product offerings. Ooh, this is going to be juicy. Magazine, print and digital, and the e-commerce store. Almost sounds like three different avenues to me. Her question is how to develop her product suite in her magazine and e-commerce business. She hasn't found the right balance of offerings and would like help deciding how to fine tune things. Jessica, welcome to the hot seat. Hello. Wow. That is a lot to follow. <laughs> First of all, 
<laughs> now, every we all have we all have our, our 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 journeys, right? It's a good reminder to have you know all of it. Jessica, I'm so excited to dig deep into your business, specifically on product offering. So, if you can share with us a little bit about your business, a little bit about where you are, what you're hoping to achieve, and some one of the struggles. Absolutely. Well, a little bit of background on me, and it is full. So, congratulations, you pronounced it right. So, Jessica Full Paisley, and uh, I am in the Midwest. I'm living in Iowa, and One of the things with kind of my background, I have always been really heavily involved in diversity, equity, and inclusion work and um, in access. And I really think it's important, especially in the Midwest, there's kind of a stereotype of what the Midwest means and what that looks like and how creative people are here. Uh, And one of the things that kind of with my background, I've been able to do is um, kind of be an ally and a supporter for people, not only in creative spaces, but um, traditionally marginalized spaces as well. So um, my backstory is actually a second generation um, Mexican American heritage. And so hearing Giselle's story was really, really impactful for me because it was hearing my mom and my grandma speaking and their experience on things. And the, the magazine is a biannual print. So it comes out twice a year. And the first issue, which we launched in September of 2021, is um, actually in English and in Spanish for accessibility purposes. And that was extremely important for me because my grandmother didn't have the opportunity to learn English the way that she um, would have and could have when she first moved here. So having her be able to read it in her native language was extremely important to me. Um, so that was just, you know, that connection after I stopped, regained myself after hearing Giselle's story um, to then share mine because there was some, yeah, some connection there. So, you know, with... All of all those things that were important to to us as a magazine. You know, I was a, a solo founder in April of 2021, so we're still kind of a baby company. We're very new, um, and I will be excited. I'm very excited to share that Carolyn, who is on the call as well today, um, she's listening in on the live, is our incoming co-founder, and she's taking over as a co-founder, and she's coming in on the business as well. So that's been our transition. Is really this concept that was to have creativity highlighted in the Midwest, particularly with uh, people of color, different languages, making sure that we're being inclusive on like all these different ways and and expanding the definition of what the Midwest experience is. Because again, like I mentioned, people have an idea, a stereotype of what the Midwest is, and it doesn't look like that. It's never looked like that for me. I've grown up in the middle of two languages, two cultures, literally the middle of the country. So there's so many things that that are here that um, you know our, our long-term goal with the magazine is to be the Midwest version of Rolling Stone meets Vogue and issue one I'm we're very very proud of that's incredible that you launched it I love the impact that you're making it's so crazy how everything kind of comes full circle no matter what like it's, it's such a beautiful connection that we have today here with all of it uh, tell me about what you're thinking about scaling. So where are you right now? You have a co-founder. That's exciting. Where are you in your business? Quick, Quickly tell me what's the blocker. I want to help unblock. Like, How do we get you to the next level? You said you want to talk about product and diversifying. Yes. Yeah, so our first year, we did 50,000. And we are wanting, again, like I said, we're still like a little company, but we're you know getting there. And with You're a real these- company. Let's yes. stop calling women's companies little companies. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so for me, unblocking the entrepreneur mindset to CEO. So me actively acting like a CEO and not being in the business and like I'm in it right now and I need to be managing it. I need to be doing the things that will help us scale. 
And that is one of the things that I, I have found quite a bit actually. And we are in the process of getting issue two out there. So our, what we're offering, so our product kind of suite is we have issue one, which is the biannual print. So they are sustainably made. We use all recycled paper, um, soy-based inks and things that we're trying to really, again, like people are gonna collect these. So they'll collect them. They're not a throwaway piece. They're evergreen stories that people um, are gonna wanna hold on to. So, so you're looking to scale as a CEO. I'm just trying to mm -hmm. ask, what is the, what can I unblock for you, right? So you said the question is, how do you go from entrepreneur to CEO? So you're in the business and you're looking to pull yourself out. Well, that's I would say that's part of it. I'm kind of I'm in the process of working on that right now, but it's more so like the product suite, our offerings. So how to get from fifty thousand dollars to to double and triple that in the next year? Because we found our offerings are while they're great, people come for the magazine but they stay for this community side. So the e-commerce platform that I had kind of mentioned in the in that intro is, is really where we're figuring out, um, you know, we have the subscription model. So people can subscribe to the annual print. So they would get two magazines a year. The digital magazine is for free. That's really where people are kind of drawn in. Um, the digital magazine is like the supplemental side. So stories that can't be told in print. So video, um, it's an experience really. So music and all these things that they're landing on. I feel like this is my fast company moment because the website isn't what I want it to look like right now. <laughs> and now people are gonna be able to check it out. But those are the, you know, that's one of the offerings that we have is this, the print magazine that people, you know, purchase and read. And then we have these other, um, kind of products that we're developing. So with this experience that we have. What is the product? I'm just yes, trying to get the, the product. The product is the print magazine. And then um, we have a signature fragrance. So this okay. candle, this candle and this fragrance are two things that we haven't launched yet. We have them out there. We've kind of tested them. If we would have had a product in hand, we would have sold thousands of dollars in that already. So that's where we're moving from, you know, ha having that offering and moving to the product development side. Okay. I got it. Alrighty. We're here now. We're going to answer the questions. First of all, Jessica, so to really scale, I think one is we've got to nail your value proposition because that took a little bit for you to get there. It took almost like six and a half minutes for us to just understand what your product offering was. And, and, I, and I say this in feed forward. So I promise I'm saying this with all the love. Um, we've got to nail within the first minute for you to be able to say, who you are, what you do, and what your product and service is. Even in the chat bot, there were questions around, what's the product, what's their service? And I didn't wanna cut you off, so I was trying to wait for you to get there. So it's the magazine, and you've got a community, and you've got, I love the mission around it. So you said deliver that with such passion about how there's one look at the Midwest, but you're going to change like the way that the Midwest looks because there's so much art and culture and diversity. So I think your impact and your why, you've nailed it but I think you have to work on the pitch part of it on the product offering itself and really condense that down because you wanna make sure clearly you can articulate what your unique value proposition is and what your product and or service actually does. So we didn't get to that until a little bit. So I'm gonna give you that homework assignment. You've gotta nail that right away. And then from a product uh, and service standpoint, you've got the magazine, people are buying the magazine, $50,000 in your first year, kudos. You have already got a business, right? You have a business, it's amazing. You've got artists, you've got people, you've got community. Double down on your community. So if I was gonna pick one avenue to grow, the merch line or the candle line, that sounds amazing, but make sure that it's not distracting because you don't wanna have a candle company and a magazine company. 
You want to have an arts company, a, a, a media company that supports the arts and creatives. So I would focus on the community aspect and then what the community needs, you can then provide products and services or membership or to that community, but focus on the community. An example I'll share with you is CEO School, right? We actually, we don't have a print magazine, but we've got content, right? We have the podcast, right? And so that was kind of our community. And then we brought them, the first product that I launched was a membership, an area to bring them a little bit further, to give more exclusive content, to give, like, bring in incredible speakers. So you should drive an artistic community, right? We have not launched our merge line yet. Hello, it's coming, right? <laughs> so it is literally happening. Yeah, Carl, hand me some merch right here. This is Carolina, our COO. And we have everything all phased out, right? So we've got incredible merch you see me wear that we're not ready to launch yet because I don't want a hat company. I don't want a girl boss shirt company, right? But here's what we did is we built a community, right? And once we know what this community loves, then you can diversify also revenue streams. So I would start with a membership area. You have the magazine, make sure you are selling like your sponsorships, right? So your advertising is going to be your biggest revenue source as a magazine, right? But out, but what do advertisers want? They want purchasers, they want communities. So see how you can partner with those brands, bring in incredible speakers, foster the community, build out your membership. And with the candle product that you already have, I don't know it yet, but make sure that it's like for artists, right? Like otherwise you have two separate companies, right? And you're gonna be focused on having two separate launches. You're gonna be focused on having two separate things and it's distracting. And what you're gonna end up having, to be quite honest, Jessica, is you're gonna have a failed magazine and a failed uh, merch uh, candle company. So you've gotta make sure that it's really cohesive and together because you don't wanna be distracted by a few thousand dollars of a shiny object. You could have sold out the candles for sure. So now launch that into the community and maybe make that part of a bundled package. So the first thing that comes to mind is creating a, a box, right, for the magazine, maybe for your members only, right? Literally, that's the CEO school model, right? We literally send out a beautiful box. So all the merch and stuff that we've been doing, we've been doing it for our community first. We haven't even sold it out to the public yet. It's private, it's VIP, right? And it's a nice offering to our community. And so ship the magazine, ship it in a beautiful, creative way with like, and collaborate with other artists and things like that. You can curate something so beautiful that will help your community be like, oh, I not only get the magazine, but I get this beautiful thing when the magazine comes, right? And it has that candle in it. And then they're addicted to the candle set and then they're purchasing more candles. So that is how I would think about your business. And again, you guys, you know your business better than I do, but if from scaling a revenue standpoint, community first, 100%, that's where I would go. And that's what we found is that the, the our business model has flipped on its head. People like they show up for the magazine, but they stay for the community. So Carolyn is actually taking over the community and running that side of it so we can have some of those offerings. So thank you so much. That's huge. Amazing, huge. amazing. I appreciate you. That was so incredible to have three incredible women CEOs, women CEOs, not together, just we're just CEOs, uh, three incredible women here uh, doing incredible things in their businesses. I feel my heart is completely full right now from these hot seats. And hopefully each of you gained some knowledge listening to these women. That's why the power of community is so important because we can learn from other people's experiences. Let's open up our ears, let's open up our minds and let's get out of our own way. 
right? The world is not only about you, okay? So if you think the world is all about you, this is not the space for you. We're gonna learn from each other, from community, and I bring in experts all the time. I am not an expert in everything, right? I have incredible friends who are incredible experts at incredible, incredible things, and part of all of this experience is bringing those women as well to you so we can all learn from each other and that beautiful wealth of knowledge and I just want to thank our hot seat participants for being so vulnerable, for taking feedback so well. It's not easy to be in the hot seat, right? And to hear about your business and what you could be doing better. I want to remind each and every single one of you how incredible you are and take credit for all that you've done. These conversations, this is where women sometimes, people are afraid, like men are afraid to give feedback to women because we're too emotional, we're too this, we're too that. And I just, want it to, I just want to have a vulnerable space that we can give each other feed forward to really take our businesses to the next level, take our mindset to the next level, take our communities to the next level. So I absolutely loved it. And I'm so glad Live Blinder says that was one of the best business advice sessions I've ever heard. Thank you. Thank you. I know we are exactly at the top of the hour, but we do have a few questions. And so I am happy to sit here and answer some up until 1.15 and then I have to head out. So is that gonna be okay? Should we do that? Let me know if you want me to answer more questions from you because these questions are so good. I will start with Amy. Amy asked, how do we know if we are ready to hire? Also, I'm a little bit intimidated by the legal bits. So you should not be intimidated by the legal bits, you should be knowledgeable in the legal bit. So anything that you are intimidated by, it's only because you do not have the confidence or the knowledge to do that. So if you are ever intimidated by anything, get the resources, okay? And there are plenty of resources on when you hire, you know, getting a a non-compete and a non-solicit and just the basic basic employee uh, guidelines. So you can go find those, so don't be intimidated. You are ready to hire as soon as you have a business and your business can support the revenue to hire someone. Like that's plain and simple. You can you can grow on your own, but I do not recommend like growing on your own. One of the biggest mistakes I see women make is we're too risk averse. Get your hire in place. I remember paying my first hire $12 an hour was the first time I hired uh, a full-time, a real employee. And she made over seven figures when she exited my company seven figures. So I took a $12 an hour employee and she exited at over seven figures. People will believe in you for the mission that you are on. And if you serve your people right, they're going to stay, they're going to stay loyal, you're loyal, you're going to build an amazing culture and you are ready to hire when you feel like things are breaking, right? And if you can afford to hire it, if you have investors, if you're willing to put in even investment into your business to say, I need to invest to get your business up and going, it'll get you there faster. So do not be afraid to hire. We have tons of modules. We have an entire entire module on people, on how to hire, how to fire, how to scale, how to train. So we have all of that inside of the course um, in further detail, but you are ready right now, Amy. I cannot wait to hear about your first hire. And you can hire an admin to begin with, right? Somebody who is Uh, a virtual assistant, somebody who is an in-person assistant to help you get things off your plate. But later, I want you to be thinking about strategic hires. So we go into that, which is one plus one equals three. So that's what I will share for now. Get ready and get hired. Misha asks, how do you scale a therapy and coaching business when it is so personal to teach each client's experience? I think that we just answered that. 
uh, with our last hot seat, our previous hot seat with Jesse. You can scale it through other um, through other specialists or other uh, other technicians or um, therapists. You can also then expand into more digital offerings for your clients as well. Rolene asks, I can see the end goal of my business to the detail of the team I will have and the customers I will serve. Woo! Yeah, that's impressive. What I struggle with is breaking down that vision into bite-sized goals and actions. Okay, there it is. Yes. First of all, I want to like give you kudos for having a vision, right? So having a vision, being a visionary is a huge part about being a CEO. And literally the entire power mindset, we talk about having vision and successful things that CEOs have. So super important that you've got the plan, you have the vision, you know where you want to be. How you're going to get there is what we're all figuring out, right? Like that's the journey. But how you do it is we're going to break down the goals into smaller goals. So you know that you need to break down them into smaller goals. The way that I do our goal planning is I always do an annual goal setting. So you have maybe that's like a three-year vision out. Think about where you are today. And last night's homework was that worksheet. We did a revenue worksheet where we talked about our products and our pricing. And then you have your map for the year, right? You know the units that you need to sell. You have the products that you're looking to create or that you already have or you're expanding. That's your baseline. So I would break down your first goal by year one. Break it down by units, break it down by price, break it down by your financial goals. Because when you start with the financial goals there, it'll help you break down the further goals. Then within that, you could see what are my project goals, right? To get to my financial goals. Let's say you needed to launch a podcast to reach your marketing demographic. Then break down based on a, on a calendar. So I take the calendar and I'm like, okay, and I take sticky notes, all right? And I don't know if I can get up, but it's fine, I'll come back down. We can get, I can get up? Yep. Okay, so let's do a let's do a whiteboard session here. Do we have a marker that'll work on here? Okay, so I would break down like your, your 12 months into a, Caro, help me get this out. While she's doing that, I'm gonna show you how I break it down. So your one year goal, so you have your full one year time frame. okay? You have your revenue goals, you have your product goals, you have your pricing goals. And then I want you to think about your project goals, okay? And so your project goals are, let's say I'm gonna launch a podcast. Now I want you to think about your energy as well because we say we wanna do all these things and get there. You're setting yourself up for success because you can't do everything all at once. So actually create an entire like project map to say, okay, here's my like months, okay? And here's like what we're gonna do in Jan and Feb in March, April, so forth, okay? And start writing down all the things that are like the projects, the goals, and then start placing them in realistic timelines. You're like, okay, podcast launch, I think I can get it up. Like you can't get everything up in January, right? So start placing your projects based on where you feel the right energy maintenance is and when you feel like they're realistic timelines for them. What you'll find is, well, sorry, I missed the part where I said write all of like all of those down, right? And if you feel like, oh shit, there's you can't do like a bajillion things here, start putting them in a parking lot zone. So I call it the parking lot. Sorry, my handwriting is off right now, but so parking lot, okay? And then you can parking lot things. You're like, you know what? I want to do it, but I can't do another one here. I'm going to parking lot it. So at least you can have a visual representation of those goals. Where am I looking? I'm looking there. I'm looking anywhere. 
Okay, visual representation of the goals that you have and you have it clearly outlined on an energy schedule. Then the next thing that I do is if I decided, okay, I'm gonna do podcast launch here, I'm gonna do this course launch here, and I'm gonna do blank. Don't pick more than three major, like major milestones for the company, like in a year. And that for sure, not in a quarter. I break these down into, I do it again for the quarter, right? And then for the quarter, I'll break down, okay, if I need to do the podcast launch, what are my needle movers that need to get done for the podcast launch? So then I'll start writing down needle movers. Like I got to create the run of show. I have to create the templates. I have to create a website landing page. I have to hire a producer. I have to go register for on Spotify, iTunes. I have to go get, a, a, you know, whatever all the things are for, for like launching a podcast, let's say as this example. Start writing all those down, okay? And then here's like another nifty, nifty thing that I do with my sticky notes. So let's say this is, it's all good. Okay, so here is podcast launch. Now I decided that was thing one and I was like, we decided we're gonna do podcast. Then I'm gonna do a high, medium, and low effort chart, okay? And then I'm gonna say, is this really like the most important? What is like the highest impact item and the lowest impact item? So all of these things that I wrote down, I'm gonna then separate them down into high, medium, and low. And what that's gonna do for me is, I know that I have to get through these things immediately and the low impact can wait. And so that's how I break down a project plan very simply in high, medium, and low. And sometimes I take it further and I even do like, low effort, high impact. So I even sometimes break it down into saying, how can I, even these are high, but these might be like super, super effort. How can I break them into smaller tasks? And so that way for a project plan, you know, and focus on the hard things, getting those things out of the way, like building that, like getting your your producer, like that's a huge part of, let's say launching the podcast is getting somebody to edit, or if you're editing it, getting the right equipment. Don't, like it's not, um, details are like as many details as you want, and then this right here on this project board that is up here, then that can translate into an actual like digital tool. So then we take that and then we break that down into a digital tool. Like we use Asana uh, for CEO school planning. We use monday.com at Stacks. So whatever your project management tool is, and we go through this and uh, we go through the, uh, the tools and scaling in processes, process in our, our course, but very simple. This is a great way for you to break down your gear goal into your revenue goals, into your project goals, and just saying, okay, that's what I gotta do. And the most important thing is this parking lot board. It's, I'm not saying no, I'm just saying not right now, okay? And that's why you feel like your vision is there, you just don't know how to get there because you've got too many things. Pick the three most important things, okay? And break down next year's goal and break it into quarters. What I see most women do on their Excel spreadsheets and their, their forecasting spreadsheets, that pisses me off. You said you're gonna have six figures in revenue, then you go, literally you take the revenue item and you go all the way through in Excel. And you're like, I'm gonna make $5,000 each month or I'm gonna make $8,000. You're not, you have seasonality. Put in when you're on vacation, like put in like, I, I literally in my launch plan for SEAL school, I am not working in July. So don't expect anything from me. We're not having any launches this summer. We're gonna do the energy up front right here. And then I'm gonna carry back up for the conference in September. I put that in the plan. So if I wanna have a, you know, a $5 million year this year, I cannot put, if it's, I can't put the revenue, let's say it's $12 million. Okay, I can't put a million, a million, a million, a million, a million in each month. That's not how you forecast a business. 
forecast the business based on the right metrics, fact plus gut plus time. That's your biggest currency, your energy as well. So that's how I do it. <laughs> I love you guys. The comments are so amazing. I felt so stuck in my business. This is so eye-opening. This is so insightful. Literally changing the game. Um, yes, okay. I appreciate all of you taking the time to do this. Okay, I don't think I'm gonna get through all of these questions because I gotta head to New York City tonight for an incredible dinner, uh, eat dinner. I have like, it's like an amazing like celebrity dinner. I'm hosting this thing. We have Tan France coming to dinner, by the way. From, uh, no, no, I'm not joking. Uh, Tan France is coming. Uh, Asif Manvi is my host. Huma Abedin. We have the most amazing brown influencers, celebrities, authors, all coming to this dinner. It's a celebratory eat dinner. I'm so excited for it. You will catch it on social media. So follow me along there. So I got to head to New York. Um, but keep these questions coming. I will stay longer tomorrow. So here's my promise to you. Okay. Tomorrow's Thursday. It's the last day of the CEO school experience. I know how impactful and amazing this has been. I feel so good on the value that we're delivering here. It's only going to get better. Come tomorrow, do not miss tomorrow. Wherever you're tuning in from, make sure you catch Thursday. We're going to do the roadmap to 2%. I've blocked an hour, but I will stay for two, okay? So I will stay the full two hours. I will answer your questions, all of these questions. We've got questions on here. How do you scale businesses without burning out? How do I find a people? How do I find people that are going to help? How do I hire? What are the rituals and dis, uh, habits of a successful CEO? Hard work is amazing, but how do I actually scale my tools? Amazing. So I'm going to sit here and answer all of these questions. Keep them coming. Okay. Tomorrow we're going to do roadmap to two percent. This is going to be your roadmap, your framework. We're going to get there. We're going to do it together, and then. There's going to be amazing bonuses at the end of the workshop for everyone who has stayed for, that. that's there, right? Experience is over. You know we're gonna be bringing gifts. You know we're gonna be giving a, a, amazing, amazing things. So do not wait. Launch is gonna happen. You are gonna get first dibs on everything because you are here. We always take care of the people that show up 100%. So do not miss tomorrow. You will get the best goodies and the best prizes. Tomorrow is the day. I love you so much. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Make sure you check out the ceoschool.co slash the link slash links is the is the place to go to get all the worksheets. I will see you tomorrow, noon Eastern, live from New York City. We're bringing our producers, our team, everything with us. Right after that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, get ready for this fun, uh, fun eat dinner that we're doing. And uh, I cannot wait. So Tomorrow, I will see you there. Thank you for all your love and light. Thank you for showing up, being the CEO. You all have what it takes, and I'm so grateful for you. I hope you are proud of you today. You are proud of you. And big shout out to all of our hot seats again. That was so beautiful. Big, big, big shout out to Jessica, to Jesse, and to our girl, uh, Giselle. And wow, all of the J's, all of the, all, all of the G's, all the J's. And to our girl, Giselle, we love you. We're here for you. We'll see you tomorrow, everyone. Sanira's out. Hey there. If you enjoy this week's episode themes and want to go deeper into concepts on mindset, money, and marketing, download our freebie with the five secrets that helped me scale multiple companies to seven figures and beyond. These are the exact skills that will help you get you to your next level. Find it on CEO School's bio on Instagram at CEO School. 
If you loved today's episode, leave us a review. This is how we grow and reach more incredible entrepreneurs like you. Tell us what you loved about the episode and you'll be entered to win one ticket to our Women in Business Conference this September in Orlando. I can't wait to see you.